So welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining me once again. I am your host. This is Black Girl Coffee Shop, where we sip coffee and that tea. I want to thank everybody who's been listening so far. We're getting a lot more listeners, which is great. Um, um, I appreciate it. Uh, Totally and completely appreciate it. So this episode is very near and dear to my heart. I don't have it, you know, I always freestyle, so I don't have no way of, I have an idea, but we don't know where it's going to lead us in the conversation. So, um, I kind of wanted to talk about us as black women. And I think I've, I've probably tiptoed around this, this topic in other episodes or Maybe, maybe not. I don't think so, because it, it's, it kind of resonates with me a lot. And usually whatever I'm thinking about talking about, it's usually at the top of the list, it's, it, it, you know. But um, just like sometimes us as women, especially sometimes us as black women, um, we can become hardened. We can become cold and we can become hard. And... This is kind of like, I know how sometimes they talk about the angry black female, blah, 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 and they want to put us in this category and try to make us feel some type of way and all that other jazz, but this is on the, that's that's them and what they think of us, and I feel like they're wrong, but at the same time, we got to, like, make sure that we deal with certain things, you know what I'm saying? Because it does manifest itself, and it can, if they already put that stigma on our necks, I don't want that to, like, be true, and... For so long, for so long from, it had to be like 15 or before, even before 15, probably like 10 or 11 is when I felt a sense of anger. And that's when the coldness started to take over my body. And I felt like that, um, I can't explain it. That's why I'm just like, this is freestyle, but this is something that just came over me because of the the path that I'm on now and looking back on how I used to be and stuff like that, like, it's just, it's weird. And I'm, I like to be very transparent. I don't like to say anything that I've been through or going through or any type of thing like that. Cause you know, but I just put it out there because some people write it down in their journal. I get on the podcast to talk about it. <laughs> so, um, like I was saying, like I started to feel this sense of anger. It was probably like 10 and like, just a lot of things that took place and a lot of things in my life that were happening. And it's very difficult. Like, and, and something traumatic, it was, it's, it's a trauma that happened to me when I was 10. And when that, when that happened, that's when everything kind of flipped on its head. And I do feel like I became a little more, like my anger started to grow like this, like the Loch Ness monster, like slowly started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, the coldness, the, 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 almost like ice water running through my veins. Like on some level, I felt like I was a nice person, but like, I was always, I'm always, I've always been a good hearted person, but how I would handle situations and how I would sometimes talk to people or sometimes how I would interact with people. It was very, um, I was very like, cold. I was very cold. And a lot of things where, so let me go back. So I feel like 
my thought process of what I'm trying to say is I feel like us being little girls and, and I don't I don't want to speak for black men because I don't know, but I'm sure they go through the same thing where as a child we start getting these these things that happen to us, all these events and these life experiences that start to snowball and snowball, and that's that Loch Ness monster that is developing, is developing in certain things. It's something that somebody said. It's something that somebody didn't say. It's something that somebody did or didn't do that starts to create who you are. You know what I'm saying? It starts to create that that monster inside of you and make you cold turn cold. And sometimes we can, some people get it misconstrued. And I was thinking about this earlier. Um, some people get it misconstrued because at that time when I was, I felt so cold, I felt so powerful. It almost felt like I was powerful. But at, at, at any rate, I was the weakest. I was at my weakest point. You know what I'm saying? At that time, I felt like, oh, I'm so powerful. Uh, I, you know what I'm saying? I snap on people. People try to try me. Don't try me. Don't try me. Like, that's not strength. But I, in my soul, I felt like it was because that's how, you know, I'm jazzy with mine. I'm sassy. I got a sassy mouth. Um, don't ever try to try me because you're going to get what you get. That's not strength. That's not strength. Or coming off super cold and, and not being able to empathize or with people, um, lack of sympathy, like literally. So I feel like, and I'm sure there's some other people out there that this has happened to or felt this way. And it, to me, I feel like it's not healthy. And that's not, I, I don't feel like I was at my strongest point when I was just um, cold. I was very cold. And I didn't even realize I was that cold until like, I'm telling you, like in the last, in the last six months, that's when I feel like we've had, I've had this evolution of this change that I want to have in the last year to six months. I feel like God was getting me ready to come into something that I'd never been before and and then making me calmer and something else. Because like I said, from when I was 10 and it started to pick up momentum when I was 15 and I just felt anger, anger, anger from everything and all the things that I could talk about and all the things where I felt like people did me wrong and all the, the incidents um, that things have happened to me, all the things that people said to me, all the people think all the things that people didn't say that I thought they should have said, you know, all the apologies that I didn't get. And if you, unless you consciously think about certain events and certain things that have taken place and um, consciously heal from them, you will collect that Loch Ness monster will grow and grow and grow inside of you. And it's, there's no, there's no space for happiness. There's no space for joy. There's no space for anything because you're trying to hold on to everything. You are literally trying to hold on to every piece of anger, every little thing that you can hold on to because you feel like it's fueling you, fueling you because that's what's giving you your strength. And that's what's making me sassy. And that's what's, I got to be able to hold on to these stories that, that I don't know these, these, I want to say stories, but these traumatic events that have happened to me, I want to hold on to them and I'm going to create that. I'm, I'm going to make that my narrative. I'm going to make that my story and not in a, and not enough, not to flip it on its head, not to make it positive, which it sounds crazy, right? But not to dissect and to utilize it and see how you can grow from it, but to, to make it fuel you, fuel, fuel, like fuel, gasoline fuel in your madness, because if I can continue to say, if I can continue to um, use life tragedies and life events and life traumas um, 
to tell my story. And I hate to say that because I don't want to seem like, but we do that. We do that as people. We'll use all the negative events, all the traumas and all the, the things that have happened to us and everything that somebody said, and we'll use that. And that will become our narrative. That will become our narrative for the story that we tell, tell ourselves in our heads, which makes us cold. But the thing is, like, you're making yourself cold and nobody wants to be around you. Nobody wants to deal with that. And not only that, it doesn't even matter if anybody will be around you because you don't want to be around nobody anyway. Because you have been hurt so much. Let me say it again. You have been hurt so much that you are creating this barrier between you and people. Because if you can stay away from people, you won't have no problems. You can eliminate the hurt that you felt when you was 10 and you was 15 and all that type of stuff. Yeah, that's the facts. That's big facts. And and sometimes us as black folks, and I'm really in this space, and some some people that might be uncomfortable, but I'm really in this space of getting to the root of the problem. I'm really in this space of trying to figure out uh, what the problem is. I'm not in the space of trying to cover things up. I'm not in that space. I don't want to cover anything up. I don't want to live anything. I don't want to be anything less than authentic, authentically myself. And I feel like when you don't unwrap yourself, if you don't unwrap that drama, if you don't unwrap that that trauma or anything that made you feel some type of way, you're living a lie. You're living a lie because you don't allow yourself to feel the things that you need to feel in order to get past it. You hold on to it and let that become the story and let that become your narrative when it doesn't have to be. It doesn't. If you allow yourself to say, when such and such did this to me when I was... 12 or when this happened to me, I felt X, Y, Z. And it's allowing yourself to feel whatever it is you feel. Cause sometimes we don't allow ourselves to feel things. We do not because as a, us as black people, that is for, we think us feeling and having feelings is for white people. It's for white people. We need to get down. We need to keep going. We need to be hard. We need to be, we need to be moving. We don't got no time to cry. We don't. And there was a point in time where that was the case. There was a point in time where that was the case, but I'm telling you, I feel like it's full of that thinking is full of destruction. And my thinking like that, even in the last six months, my thinking was that I'm not even saying that I've been so far removed from it. But in the last six months, I was so. I was like a ball of fire. I was like a ball of fire. With ice water in my veins. Like it's amazing. And it's amazing that I'm even telling you all this because it's like what? But I'm telling you, some amazing work is happening. Amazing work is happening. I don't know. And I'm I'm happy for it. I'm welcoming the change that is going on. Like, and and explaining how I feel. Explaining, explaining to somebody, and and I don't know who's gonna hear this. I that's not what I'm saying. But I have strategically gone through my life and explained to anything, any event that I feel that I didn't speak on, I'm speaking on it because I'm not saying that. I'm the victim in everything because, but because when you don't address a sit, when you don't address a situation, whatever, if you decide not to address it or you decide to not feel whatever you felt, you are carrying the narrative of that situation. You don't even know if that was what happened, but because you don't allow yourself to have that conversation with that person or talk about it, you don't get to the root of it. You just keep it just how it is thinking whatever it is that you think Whatever it is that happened, it's going to keep you mad. It's going to keep you sad. It's going to keep you frustrated. 
Like, instead of having that conversation with whomever it is. And when I tell you I'm having conversations with everybody, I have conversations with my sisters. I'm having conversations with my brothers. I've had conversations with my mom because I refuse to live in a space where I'm not sure what's going on. I refuse to harbor negativity or negative thoughts or bad events when I can just have a conversation and I'm going to have a conversation and I don't care. And that, honestly, I can't, and, and I can't really care if they want to have the conversation. I mean, I can bring it. First of all, it's all about how you bring it to somebody. And, and, and anyway, it's all about how you have the conversation. It's all about how you, your uh, delivery. I'm sorry. But um, that's just, I, I don't know. And then, on, and then on top of that, it's not even about, you can have the conversation. And you may have a conversation and not get what you thought you were going to get from the conversation. But it heals you because you opened up that wound. You opened up the wound. And you cleaned it out, cleaned out the wound, and then you start to heal the wound. You can close it back up and bury it. You can let it heal itself and let it heal. When you just keep it in that wound and you just like pretending like it's not there, pretending like it's not there, it's a load of crap. It's a load of crap. And it's and the only person that's holding all that, you're holding all that junk, all that junk, it starts to get infected and it starts oozing and it's just madness over your life. And it doesn't have to be. It does not have to be. So, yeah. I just, I don't know. And I, one by one, I'm going through and I've had conversations with people. And, I, and, and it's not even about me having a conversation. Like I said, it's about me cleaning up any thoughts that I've had and any miscommunications that could have been. Because why not? We only get one life. And I always, I, and, and, and in doing, doing processing, thinking, critical thinking processes, and there's been times where stuff has happened in the last, it's amazing, like, it's crazy because stuff has happened to me, and I'd be feeling like I'm about to get angry. I don't know what this just happened, or you might get that text message, or you might get that message, and there's been a, at least three or four times where this has happened, and I'm like, no, I'm about to get angry. I'm about to text something so freaking mean I'm about to go the heck off I can feel it in my soul and then something some I don't know what it is but something comes over me and says we're gonna do the same thing we've been doing I thought she was trying to change I thought she was working on what she was working on I'm like what is who is that like I'm thinking to myself like who is this talking who is this saying this like it's, it's a thought process like because Going in, especially throughout my life, when I'm angry, when I'm, oh man, when I'm angry, it is something, it is off the chain. I'm not even going to lie. I can, I can, yeah. When I'm angry, it's off the chain. I remember when I was 13 and my mom used to say something to me that was so irritating or something would happen and somehow it would be my fault. I don't know. Or I did something. I don't know. I would go in my room. And I would just totally demolish it. I would be so upset. But I think, and I, I feel like I just had a aha moment. So what happened is, so what happened was, and this is this is not shade, but I, I I talked about this before. I talked about generational curses, and 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 it doesn't have anything to do with my mom. It doesn't have anything to do with that. Like we just, it's generational. But I like I I had this whole idea that. All the crap that I felt uncomfortable growing up with or 
was generational. It's just passing along. Stops with me. I've already come to that conclusion. Stops with me. I'm going to do my doggone best. But what would happen is when I was 12 years old and I used to, it wouldn't even throw a fit. I would go into a rage and I never went on a rage on anybody, but I would go in my room and I would demolish it. And it would usually be in a situation where I was censored, where my mom would say something and then there was no opportunity for you to say anything else. There was no rebuttal. There was no nothing. So you just hold it in. You just hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, hold it. And I would go into my room. I would wait calmly, go into my room. And she usually say, don't go in there tearing up shit. I would go in my room, close the door and demolish it. There was a couple times I probably put a hole in the wall. I'm not going to lie to you. Anger off the chain. And I'm maybe there's somebody out here that can, um, that is um, been in similar situations. Because I'm just airing out all my business. But yeah, that is where that stems from. So because I had I have learned I had learned to censor myself because I didn't want to cause an issue or I had learned that it's better off not saying how you feel. I created all these relationships with all these people. I created all these relationships where I didn't say anything. I just let things go. I just let it go. But at the I cost myself my peace. But because I didn't have proper communication skills, and I'm not only here trying to talk about, I'm not trying to talk like I'm my own look or I'm Dr. Phil. I'm not. When everything I say is straight off the dome. And I've utilized what I've learned. But because I didn't have proper communication skills, I was scared to say what I wanted to say to somebody because I felt like if I was to say something to you, I would I would be so mean. My 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 I feel like my position was never to be a mean person. But because I had all these things, all these things I wanted to say or things that I was censored and couldn't say, it used to make me so mad. It used to make me so mad or I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know where to do with it. It was like this ball of fire that I had in my hand and somebody's telling me, put it in your mouth or something. Like, just like, if you can just put it away, like the, the, the thing of being like censored, it, it, it did something to me. And it made me angry. So for all of y'all out there that got kids, I'm not saying kids should run your house or anything like that or everything that kid says is to, you know, you have to take it to heart. But I think like, it's so, I think it's okay to ask your kid's opinion. I think it's okay to have sit down and have conversations with them. But y'all know in the black family, it is what it is. It is what it is. And it's going to be exactly what your mama told it was going to be. It is what it is. And I, I know, and I'm, I'm, I'm an avid. Okay. So I'm working on in 2020, I'm working on adop- uh, adopting children. Like that is something that I feel like I've been called to do. And I had this calling, this calling started at the end of 2018, I believe. And it's something just popped in my head and was like, you're going to adopt kids. And it freaked me out after for a while. It freaked me all the way out. It's like, why am I adopting children? I'm single. I'm living a good life. Like, why would I do that to myself? But, oh, it's facts. It's big facts, but that's, that's for another story time. But, um, and I understand that, you know, you grew up in a black family and it is what it is. I pay the bills. You don't pay no bills. You do what I tell you to do. Da, 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 da. But I feel like if you were, if we're building and we're a team, I feel like you have to let all the team members in on the play on. on and, and if they're, a, I'm not saying in everything, 
because whatever it is that it is, it is what it is. But just asking like um, whatever they're in control of, whatever they're, whatever you can let them be in control of, do so. So if you're going to, okay, let's say you're going to buy your kids some shoes, whatever. Normally you just go and buy them some shoes and bring them home and like, all you're going to wear these shoes, it is what it is. But just actually taking them to the store and being like, uh, you want Adidas or Nikes or whatever. Um, Or you want, okay, better example. So if you want, they want to paint their room, right? But you'd be like, you want everything really, in your soul, you want everything to be white or beige or whatever your your walls are in your house. But you're like, you know what, go ahead and, what color do you want to pick to paint your room or whatever? If you have the ability and you, they're like, oh, I want to paint it baby blue. Like just letting them say something is what I'm saying. So, yeah. Like just not do what I say, do what I say, do what I say. It's like, yeah. But I'm really on, I don't know. I feel like I've been on a totally different path. Like I've been on this path where I'm just like, you know what? Like I said, <laughs> it's amazing because there's been a couple times where I'd be ready to put my dukes up. Not literally. Of course not literally. Like I'd be ready to put my dukes up when it comes to like chewing somebody out, like going off on somebody. I'd be ready to just, bloop. but something happens and something's like, you really about to go there. You really about to, that's not what you, that's not what you're trying to do. That's not what you want to do. So don't do that. Like, that's not what you, I'd be like, who is this person? Like, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? But like I was saying, don't let things harden you. And I'm and not even just that. So like we go through different things in life. People go through, um, hardships when it comes to, they might be in a career going through a hardship. They might be, um, loss of a family member going through a hardship. And, um, sometimes things can make us, it can harden you. It can harden your soul. It can harden your spirit. It can harden everything. It can make you a cold, cold person. And it's just remember that it's just a shield. You're trying to keep everybody out. Because I remember, like, when I was really, I felt really hard. Like, I felt cold. Like, this world has freaking screwed me over. And ain't nobody going to freaking screw me over again. And I felt like I, but at the same time, that's not power. That's not power. And not to mention, if you, if, if you can get into a situation, if you can get into a situation and something happens and you go berserk, you're not in control. So you can, you can flip all that. If you get into a situation with anybody, you're at work, you're at home, you're with a relative and something like that, and something doesn't go your way, and you somebody says something crazy to you or does something crazy to you, and you go berserk, you're not in control. I think the, the, the most I felt in control over how I feel, how I feel um, over my life has been, like I feel like, in the last six months. Because I'm able to dissect the situation, heal, no, address the situation, I'm sorry, recognize the situation, address the situation, dissect the situation, and heal from the situation, and move on, and and don't think that whatever situation it is, it's going to go your way, don't think that whatever um, confrontation, not confrontation, I don't say confrontation, because that art, conversation, 
is going to go your way or you think you're going to you you're owed something or somebody's going to give you something that you you feel like you're owed. It doesn't go your way. No. It's the it's about. I got that off my chest. I'm letting that go. I'm moving on. Because we do live in a world where we want to. Sometimes we don't address things. Something will happen and people will be like, I can't believe she just said that. You'll say that to somebody else. I can't believe that just happened. I can't believe that. You know what I'm saying? Instead of going back to the person and being like, I didn't. Can I talk to you for a second? And being like, what happened? I don't understand. Either the person was really a jerk or y'all had miscommunication. But why not get the resolution? Why not get the resolution? You're old and answer. And, and I think maybe sometimes I felt like I wasn't old and answer on certain situations. I felt like I wasn't old anything like, you know what, just let it go. And then I don't really like confrontation on some level. Like, I don't. Um, and then now I'm in a space where I don't even want to be in confrontation at all. Because when um, I was at work and one of the, we talk, I was talking to one of the soldiers and I was like, we're talking about something. But when you, we're talking about anger. But just going through the processes that I'm going through uh, processing right now, it's like, I don't even want to go through the aggravation of getting mad. Do you know you when you get mad, you have to stay mad. You stay mad for a long time. I don't know anybody that gets mad and goes up to like 100 and then comes back down to 25. I don't think so. When you get mad and you pop up to 100, you know what I'm saying? That means your, your heart is beating faster. Your mind is racing faster. You're more likely to lose control. You're more likely to do things that you wouldn't want to do. And you're, you're high. You're at 100. Because I know when I get mad, I'm going off. I'm talking on the phone. I'm like, blah, 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 da, 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 da. Everything is at an all-time high. And I don't really feel like being angry is a place that you want to be. I don't think that being angry is like a great state to be in. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel it. I feel aggravated. I feel aggravated. My mind is racing. Not to mention I have anxiety. So now I got anxiety with anger mixed up. So, heck, no, I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling very irritated. Because not only am I mad, I got anxiety, which means I'm about to continue to think about it. For another 20 minutes. Then I got to call somebody on the phone and be like, I can't believe this just happened. Da, 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 da. And sometimes in life, you're going to deal with that. But at the same time, when you're going. So let me go back. So with all that, you're at 100. And then trying to get yourself back down to 25 or 15. That takes a lot of work. I don't want to beat her all the time. So it, I just rather have a, I rather have a conversation. I rather have, have a conversation with the person. I rather have a conversation about the situation. I rather have a conversation, not to mention, sometimes in life, you're going to get dealt a, a raw hand. You're going to get dealt a bunch of BS. And right now, I'm just learning that we're going to push through. Push through. You got this. You've done this before. It's not a big deal. Um, have a couple laughs. It's all in how you look at it. What are the positives that I can get from this situation? Especially being in the military, you can get dealt a, a, a bad hand at any moment. It, like you know what I'm saying? They be like, oh, we need we need you to come into work. I know you're supposed to be off today, but uh, we need you to come in work ASAP. I'll be like, oh damn, I'm trying to get my hair braided. You know what I'm saying? And now you got a half head braided and not another half, and you're looking crazy out in the streets. Like that's never happened to me, thank God. But it could possibly. Um. I've had, I did have it when I was blow drying my hair. So I had an Afro and they're like, oh, we need you to come into work. And I'm like, bro, how am I supposed to get this in a ponytail? How am I supposed to get this in a bun real quick? Like, really? But at this, you know, you can get mad. You can get mad, but then it's like, 
You got options. <laughs> you can get mad, but you got options. There's no really no need to get. There's really no need to get mad. I mean, you can go that way. So you got a couple options. You can get mad, and you can stay mad. So why? So while you either why you either figure out whether or not you're gonna go and do what they tell you to do, or you're gonna stay home and just say f it. You got to figure out what mood you're gonna be in. You know what I'm saying? You got to take control over your mood. So if I'm blow drying my hair and I decide I'm about to I'm about to put it in the bun, I'm about to go to work, I'm gonna gel it down, and I'm gonna get do what I gotta do. You know what I'm saying? So how am I gonna do that? Am I gonna do that mad, or am I gonna calm myself down and say it is what it is? I got choices. You know what I'm saying? Or am I gonna stay home, be mad, probably gonna deal with some consequences later, and you're gonna be even madder. Be mad or just calm down and be like, you know what? I'm gonna take an L. So basically, it's all just about life is going to happen and you got different ways to look at it and you got choices and you can choose to be in control over your emotions and change the way you think about things. So once you change the way you think about something, you're actually in more control. So you might get dressed and, and then on top of that, you just you got just roll with the punches. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I, I have a real calm way about looking at things nowadays. Like, just got to roll with the punches. But getting back, I feel like a lot of things can make us cold. A lot of things can make us cold. And it can, it, you, it can happen to anybody. It really can. It really can. And I don't feel like when you become cold, I don't think you're living the best. You're not living your best life. You're not. Because you're ultimately, when you become cold, you're ultimately at the, in the inside of your heart, heart, underneath all of that ice water, you're hurt. You're hurt. Life has hurt you. Things, something has hurt you. Um, the events, traumas have hurt you. And you failed to address them. You have failed to take care of yourself. And I don't think it's confrontational to ask for a conversation from somebody. I don't think it's uh, confrontational to sit down and have a conversation with somebody about something that they may have said or life traumas or even something that happened a long time ago. Because people people come in this thing where they're like, I don't dwell on the past. But if the past is manifesting in your today, oh my gosh, I live my life in the past. And I'm not going to sit here and lie. If your past is manifesting manifesting itself into today, if all the things that you thought you got over and you can go from zero to 100, you're not okay and you're not in control. So it's just like, yeah. So I, I do feel like you have to go backwards to go forward. And, and and people know the things that have triggered them. People know the things that they have in the back of their mind that I can't believe that happened to me or I can't believe they said that to me or I can't believe they didn't do this for me. Or, I can't believe I never got that apology. I can't believe this. Like there's certain, not everything, not everything warrants a conversation, but there's certain topics, there's certain events that happen in your life that you know, that you know had had an effect on you. You know it. And I know there's people out there and it, it, sometimes it, it's, it's as small as an apology that you never got. Or it might be as big as I need to sit down and have a conversation with my mother because I don't like the way this happened when I was younger and it's, it's affecting me today. And I know a lot of I know a lot of black people listening to this. They're going to be like, 
Oh, mama's off limits. Mama's off limits. Mama's off limits. Guess what? It's a tug of war for me. Because I refuse to have any relationship, any relationship in this life, in my 32 years, to have any relationship that's not authentic. Why do I, why do black people First of all, we're all human beings. And I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong. And I don't think there's anything disrespectful about having a conversation with your parents about why X, Y, Z. And I had a conversation with one of my coworkers about this before. It was like months ago. And I was telling him to be authentic. It wasn't even months ago. It was like a year ago. I was telling him to be authentic, but I wasn't. So, like, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with having conversations with your parents about certain things that took place in your life. And not to mention, like I said, it might change the whole narrative. It might change the whole outcome of how you, the whole thought process of how you think about things because you don't have the full story. And sometimes um, people don't, parents don't want to tell you the full story because you never ask. So we're just going to act like nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? I know, I, I know people, I know, I know people going to be like, with the black, the black community, we don't talk. It's your parents. I understand, but how is you? How are we gonna break generational curses? Because you guys want to sit here and hide behind, hide behind the bush. Oh no, we just gonna be all right. And I know I did an episode about this already, but conversations need to be had with everybody. If it affects you, you're living a lie. I'm sorry. And sometimes. And sometimes, don't get me wrong, you might try to sit down and have a conversation with your mom or your dad, and they'd be like, I ain't really into this, and I don't want to hear this. <laughs> like, and they'd be like, I don't, you know how black parents be, I don't want to talk about this. We ain't talking about this. Um, that's when you stay calm. That's when you stay calm. And you just, they don't even have to talk. They don't even have to talk. But you can get out whatever it is that you need to get out. In a very, in a very, very, very respectful way. But I feel like, yeah, I mean, your parent hustle for you. Your parent hustle for you. And they want you to be the best version of yourself. But if you're walking around angry, you're walking around cold, you're walking around um, unemotional and half past crazy, that's not the best version of yourself. And even if they had something, I know some parents, some parents be like, oh, I did my job. Everybody want to be like, I did wrong. That, but the thing about it is nobody's perfect. So that's where I'm at with this. But I, I refuse to be cold. I refuse. I'm not, I'm not going to live that way no more. I, I, I remember I walked in, I went to my therapist, I went to one of the therapists. Cause see, I walked out a lot of therapist office cause maybe sometimes they don't. So I haven't found one that's compatible with me. I don't want to talk crap, but I haven't found a therapist that's compatible compatible with me. But I did talk to the head therapist and she she doesn't take clients like that. But I wish she did. But anyway, I talked to her and we had a session. And she was just like. She broke it down to like the lowest common denominator. <laughs> like, And I came in there and I was very rigid and I was very mean and I was very irritated and I was very on edge and I was had my dukes up 
And I was like, this is a load of crap. And I was just like, yeah. And this lady, not in a negative way, but she broke it down to the lowest common denominator. Like, the, like we only had, I think our, our session was only like, our session was probably only like 30, 35 minutes. And yeah. And it's crazy because I think it had not, had it not been for the whole, my anxiety situation, I would have probably never, I probably would have been the same because you got anxiety mixed with a whole bunch of anger. So. And whatever that may be. And honestly, like, so I've had I've had conversations with people so far. I'm still working through. I'm still working through other people. Uh, I still want to have a conversation with my dad. Uh, yes, indeed. And he's one of those old school people that be like, I don't really want to talk. And then, you know, black folks, we don't like counseling, especially the old school black people. They don't want to go to counseling. But we don't need to go to counseling. But we do need to have a conversation. Because even if even if you feel some type of way, it's a load of crap, I want to change the narrative in my head. I want to change the narrative in my head because sometimes we get these narratives in our head and it's sometimes most of the time it's not positive it's negative so why not creep why not create a better environment for your thoughts and I remember there would be times especially there would be times when um especially when I came back from Afghanistan so I'm like it was it was so weird so I just felt a ball of anger and I came back from Afghanistan, and it was a long period of time, even sometimes, not not now, but for the longest years, years. Um, my emotions was right at the top. Not like I was walking around crying. No, I was walking around mad all the time. My anger was at the top of the list at any given point. I could burst at any point. Somebody could be walking slow in front of me in the grocery store, and I'm, I want to push them over. Because you're walking slow in front of me. Like, does that make any type of sense? Or just a lot of emotion bubbling on the surface a lot. And then people get so, and especially in our community and in the black community, anger, it's an easier emotion, it's an easier emotion to express. Nobody's gonna judge you really when you get angry. I mean, they're gonna call you the angry black female, blah, 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 but it's easier than to be the crybaby. It's easier, and you don't have to be either one. You don't have to be the crybaby, nor the angry angry lady. You can be assertive in your approach and get the results that you need in order to heal yourself. Yeah. And I feel like once I started to do the healing process, which it sounds so cliche, like I'm Ayala or something like that, but once I started that help myself, fix myself, like, um, it ain't nothing but the Lord. I start feeling more comfortable in my own skin. Like, not saying I thought I was unattractive or anything like that, but I just started feeling more assertive. I started feeling more powerful. It's crazy. Like, the power that I felt, the assertiveness, getting getting whatever it is that I felt like I deserved from people as far as having that conversation, knowing that I was worthy to have this conversation 
and their feelings are not more important than mine. Their feelings are not more important than mine. And I, I honestly had that complex where I was like, I don't want to hurt their feelings, even though they just hurt me, even though I feel hurt. I don't want to say they just hurt me because we don't know if they hurt me. I don't know if that was intentional or not because I never asked the story. But even though this situation just happened, this event just happened, I don't want to be mean to them. I don't want to go off on them. I don't on some level. So I will hold it inside. Hold it inside. And think that I did not deserve. Or the, the thought of making them uncomfortable. I don't want to make them uncomfortable. I don't want to make them uncomfortable because if I make them uncomfortable, oh, they might not like me no more. Or I don't want to be uncomfortable with their uncomfortableness. <laughs> like, that don't even make sense. But that was, that was the story. That was my dynamic of how I was with people. I'm telling you. Yes, honey. But I, I deserve what everybody else deserves to know what's going on and change the narrative in their head. But I feel better just telling this saying this. I feel a lot better. Um, especially with the things, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up, but especially with the things, the being able to say what I want to say and feel the way I want to feel and being in control over my emotions and knowing that I have control as far as um, the way things happen and changing the thought process when things happen, changing the narrative of, of situations like, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. And that came, when that came, when I started to think about it that way, and I'm not even sure what took place over the last six months, something happened. Because there was a lot, there was a lot, there was a time where my anxiety and situations and uh, residual, residual effects of my deployment, I felt like was going to eat me alive. I felt like it was going to eat me alive. I did not have control. My anxiety was out of whack. And not to mention my anxiety, she's, she's still around. She lurks in the trees. <laughs> so, but being able to take some of my power back, because not only did I was anxious, I was angry and that you're powerless because anxiety, she, whew, both of them, they want to be the main chick. When it comes to the anger, anger, she wants to be the main chick. Anxiety wants to be the main chick. So if I have both of these going on at the same time, they are devouring my spirit and my soul. So angry, you have to go. Anxiety, she's, I don't know, but yeah, we working on her. But just the, what I want to say is the ability to gain control and to have sincere control over myself and genuine and be graceful with it and change my approach and change my outlook is like the best thing that ever happened to me. And with that being said, I have the power to do the things that I always wanted to do as far as um, writing my book, because I, that's been on my spirit for a couple years. But I was like, I don't know. I don't know. What if nobody reads it? What if I can't do it? Blah, blah, blah. All these doubts, whatever. But you know what? Just like this podcast. If nobody listens, I said it. If I get two listeners, I'm happy. If only one person buys my book, I'm good. Because I did something that I set out to do and I had the confidence to do it. Um, and a lot of different other projects that I had gone back and forth on for years. And I was like, I don't think I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. 
I think I could do it. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But giving me the strength to give me the confidence to be like, you know what? I got this. And I I deserve this. I'm going to work for this. I'm going to get this because I deserve this. And it's okay. It's okay. Not to mention, okay, I'm not saying uh, everything's going to come easy. Because with everything in life, there is a struggle. But having enough momentum and enough power to be like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to push through. But um, I don't know if this helped anybody. I hope so. But this is like an introspective of the so-called angry black female. I know everybody else, and I, I think I've probably touched on this before, but I know when I did that episode, it was about how other people see us and what other people think of us and all that type of jazz. But us internally, we deal with a lot. We deal with a lot. And and, and just the way, and, and honestly, I don't want to go, because I've, I've been, uh, not rambling, but I've been talking for like 40 minutes. So um, that's a whole nother thing. But it's just like an introspective of like, to help us not, to help us know that that is not true. We are not angry. Healing from situations. Like, it's, it, I feel like this was introspective, if that makes sense. Like, just, yeah. But this one definitely touched my soul. It's a, it's a good episode, I feel like. It goes straight off the dome. But anyway, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Black Girl Coffee Shop podcast on IG or you can follow my personal page at thickfitchick1 if you follow the podcast page that's when you know when stuff's coming out um I appreciate everybody that's been listening you guys are freaking awesome um 2020 yo and this this episode was supposed to be about something else but you know things change like the wind um 2020 I'm excited to be here thank god for his grace and um Let's go ahead and rock it out. Appreciate everybody who's been listening thus far. This is Black Girl Coffee Shop where we sip coffee and not tea. And peace.